0: So we've got a pretty good captive collection of our different native herpetofauna. We do programs. Guests can actually see the animals up close, and we call it the animal encounters. So we have plenty of turtles. We have lizards. We even have some salamanders.
1: Maybe we should uh, make some of these. Sure, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, they will give themselves away sometimes as a pine snake if you scare them. They actually have a flap of skin in front of their epiglottis that they blow air onto. They'll open their mouth, and they'll just blow air onto this flap, and it makes this really loud hissing sound. Cute little guy right here is what's known as an Eastern Box Turtle, Terrapin, Carolina. This is our state reptile. This species is a mud turtle. What you f- primarily see these turtles doing is they're actually crawling along the bottom of the water body they live in. All
1: right, let's get the big guy out.
0: Oh, we want to get the big guy out? <laughs> that mud turtle, that's as big as they get. But this next one that we're going to get out is not that way it can get quite a bit larger and a lot heavier too. So oh. this is a common snapping turtle. Wow.
2: award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice jason Harmon. hello everybody and welcome to this edition of tennessee wildcast thanks for tuning in thanks for watching for listening we got a great show lined up for you today i have miss amy spencer helping me co-host and we are back at the discovery park of america in union city tennessee amy thanks for being here
1: oh it's great we're going to talk about some wildlife today
2: yeah it's all about wildlife today we we just uh if you haven't seen the first show we did uh, we we talked about everything that the park offers. They got military. They got cars. They got agriculture. They got trains. Dinosaurs. Got dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an amazing place to visit. So if you haven't been out here, go check it out. Uh, but today it's all about wildlife. We have Eric Rosenthal with us today. Well, thanks for having me, y'all. This is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. we're glad you're here and excited about what you're going to bring out and show us today and talk Definitely. about. But, uh, tell folks at home what your title is here and what you do for the park. So, I'm a wildlife associate here. Uh the title is,
0: I, I like to consider myself a wildlife educator, though. There you yeah, go. I like that title a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll yeah.
2: have them change your name tag. <laughs> there we go, yeah, yeah. Talk to Scott, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So what brought you to the park, and how did you end, wind up here? Well, I graduated
0: from University of Tennessee at Martin last year, and uh, they had a position opening up here. And I've always wanted to do wildlife education ever since I was really young. Uh, and it sounded like a really good opportunity, so I applied, and here I am now. All awesome, right. Awesome, awesome. So I guess you got one of those uh, wildlife degrees from from yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a bachelor's in natural resources management uh, with a concentration in parks management, and um, I've always been a little bit more involved with the wildlife side too, though,
2: so yeah. I've been doing it since I was really, really young. Yeah. Well, a lot of the a lot of wildlife folks come out of UT Martin. And yeah, yeah, and we've yeah, actually yeah. done some
1: events at Martin together. So yeah, yep, yeah. Yep.
2: So y'all know each other. Yeah, one it, of the best schools in the state for it. Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: Well, I mean, UT well. Gra- Knoxville. Gra- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the notes. we will get the one
2: There we go. It's one of the top. You got you got UT Martin and, and NC Tech. Yeah, and yeah, UT Knoxville. That's right. So. And
1: they all argue who's the best. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: So it's rivalry there. <laughs> uh, cover the whole state. But anyway, yeah. Well, so we're a thankful thanks for having us and we're
0: yeah well, thanks for having me this is really cool i've watched some of y'all's other shows in the past so I made it right
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could say that yeah. there we go uh, so uh today we're going to talk about snakes yes kind of yes. the main topic you know some people love them some people hate them absolutely uh so tell folks what they can expect when they come here and they see snakes and then some of the other reptiles and things you have
0: yeah, so we've we've got a pretty good captive collection of our different native herpetofauna. Uh we've got five snakes on display. We have a couple in the back room that we don't have on display. And we do programs depending on the day. We'll have one twice a day. Okay. Uh, some days Saturdays we'll have three a day. And at that point, you know, the guests can actually see the animals up close and they can get to actually touch the animals depending on the animal yeah right yeah, 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 depending, but, on the animal. yeah depending on the animal yeah so you know it, they can actually have an up close in person encounter with them we call it the animal encounters yeah, Right. yeah very cool which is really important and they love that and uh you know we've also got more than snakes though we have plenty of turtles we have lizards we even have some salamanders in the in the back room Mm -hmm. Uh, as well as uh, some flying squirrels. And we're actually
1: watching people look at fish right now. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, we also have a big aquarium there that we have quite a few different native species of fish. But uh, yeah, we've got a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, People seem to like it. I like it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's cool. We're standing right here in the area where you do the shows. Yeah,
0: yeah, this is it. This is where we do it. Yeah, yeah. uh,
2: Yesterday I was visiting and and, uh, you had the... The sink here below this grate yes. that had the turtles swimming around, and you were showing folks, and that was very cool. Was yeah, cool yeah, no, this is where all the magic happens, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, thanks for letting us invade your space today. Oh, no, please, <laughs> please. Hopefully, we're educating the folks as they come by. but oh, I'm sure, yeah, I bet everybody thinks well, everybody's this is a looking little... for the pond snake. Yeah, really yeah, gonna... yeah, I know. <laughs> <We> <laughs> I was another... wondering. <laughs> over here? (laughs) So before we bring that guy out, because we are going to bring out the pine snake, which is very cool. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Remind folks uh, in Tennessee about venomous venomous versus non-venomous.
0: Yeah. So in Tennessee, we really only have four different species of venomous snake. You're really only likely to see three of them, though. And one of those ones that you're more likely to see is, uh, you know, not very commonly seen. That would be the timber rattlesnake. Yeah. Depends on where you live, though. But uh, the fourth one is uh, actually one that y'all had Sean Snyder on at one point talking about the The pygmy pygmy. rattlesnake, the western pygmy. And uh, yeah, so there's only four. There's only four venomous, and the rest, we've got 35 species in total here in Tennessee. Depends on who you ask. Not everybody (laughs) agrees on taxonomy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's okay. We've got mostly non-venomous snakes here that pose absolutely no threat to humans whatsoever. And the venomous ones are pretty easy to not get into trouble with. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not animals that are out trying to... Bite you left and right, no matter and not, what. So, and, and yeah. one thing,
1: none of these snakes are going to run you down. No, no, snakes you. do not
2: chase people. We yet. see that, that all the that, time. That, yeah. I
1: mean, people post that. Oh, Absolutely. it's going to run you down. Um, yeah. But you know, I want to bring up something. Yeah. You know, don't let irrational fear take over. Yeah. You know, yeah. think about these. I mean, these animals aren't trying to hurt you. No, no. And one other thing I want to say is we use the word venomous, not That's poisonous, right. That's right. because <laughs> poison is what you ingest. Is what ingested. It's not. These are venomous. That's right. Yeah. venom. Two different different words, but people use them interchangeably, and they're not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if you look at some of the old textbooks from way back, you know, you'll still see poison. And even some of the zoos. Even some of the zoos. Yeah. 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 You know. You know. Venom. Venom. If you really look into it, it's a very, very specific type of poison. Yes. And it's injected through either fangs mm. or a stinger,
1: or ingested, or, ju- you or you can it, ingest yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. see the
0: thing is, is most of the time when you ingest it, you can actually be perfectly fine. Yeah. Ah. Unless you've got a cut in your mouth, that might not be great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So you know, it, you can actually most of the time ingest venom and be okay, though. Uh, but yeah, so our our snakes here that potentially could hurt you are venomous. venomous. That's the mm-hmm. that's the more correct
2: way to say it. Yes. yes. Yeah, and you yeah you, know, you gotta you got to be bit most of the time or yeah you know,
0: yeah absolutely so. yeah yeah now i mean there are some venomous snakes in tennessee that are not medically significant you know like our garter snakes or our hognose snakes you know they also are considered venomous uh, their their venom delivery is different but yes. you know they yeah. they are not considered dangerous to us so right. it gets if you look into snakes for long enough you'll realize that you know there's no one rule fits all thing it's very complicated which is great You know it keeps it interesting And, and you know so. And when Very people cool. get
1: bit It's usually by accident Yeah you know, yeah They're yeah. not chased down No or, no You know don't You know smart things You know don't be wearing Flip flops out in, Around in the wood area What areas. I we like get, to say A lot say, of people get bit By wearing flip flops yeah. Or reach into dark spaces Or around wood That you can't see You know that's What,
0: I like, the, what I like to tell mm-hmm. people Is that the best way To not get bit By a venomous snake Is just common sense Yes That's yes. your best Snake bite kit Yes <laughs> Snake bite kits don't work Yes <laughs> Use so, them Yeah so
1: but just you know, think about that. If you're outside, just remember that. Exactly. You know? Yeah.
0: Just if you're if you're paying attention to where you put your hands and your feet. Yes. And you wear good footwear. Mm. And if I always tell people, if you see a snake, then at that point you then have a choice. Yes. Whether or not you're going to get bit. Yeah. You know? And I'll so- tell you,
1: as an officer, I saw tons of snakes. I mean, when I was you know working. Bait sides are just out working. Yeah. It, you know, you can back up and go around. You know, you don't. It's not
0: hard. Down. Yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. easy yeah. to avoid them. You know, it's a venomous snake, you know, can typically strike about half to two thirds of its body length, and you know, biggest rattlesnake you're going to see in Tennessee is about six, yeah. a little bit plus foot long. So you know, you do the math. You can pretty easily
2: yeah. walk you around. You can walk, walk them. around them. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not hard to uh, avoid getting bit. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and and. Uh, just so folks know, it is illegal to kill snakes. Yeah, absolutely, yes, yes, yes.
1: yes. Uh, and unfortunately, we see all the time people yeah. send us a picture of a dead snake, and it's going to be a non-venomous snake that right. would not have hurt you. And then they're like, "Can you identify it?" Well, first of all, you know, you've already killed it yeah. for no reason. Yeah. And snakes have a purpose in our ecosystem. Absolutely, very they're benefit. very important. So uh, you know, we need to bring that out to people. And again, don't let your ar- irrational fear take over.
2: That's why you should walk around them because they're great to have in your yard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you don't want your children to get bit by a venomous snake, no. but it's great to have these non-venomous in your yard that can... Yeah, I I always tell people that. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I always tell people that, you know, because a lot of the times people are are concerned just with any snake in their yard. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, you know, any snake that's not, you know, a medically significant species, you know, it's fine to have them in your yard. You know, whether that's a rat snake or a garter snake, or really any of our non-venomous and species. or your are, king
1: snakes or actually king snakes. Eat, Yeah, they which actually are great. Everybody, yeah.
0: usually yeah. they get a pass from yeah. a lot of people because, <laughs> you know, they, they'll eat venomous snakes. Yes, that's so that's uh, people like those typically. Definitely, definitely. So
1: maybe we should uh, meet some of these. Sure, yeah. yeah. I'd
0: say that'd be great. So I guess what we'll get out right now is a very special snake that I know y'all over at TWR are very interested in. This is... A pine snake. Yes. And we'll see if I can open this bag. It's the first good step, right? And So, so
1: one thing go. about while you're doing that I'm going to talk about. Um, we are actively looking for yes. pine snakes. Um, we have two individuals that are doing a telemetry project. And they're looking Ooh. for these snakes. And they're trying to study them because we're trying to figure, you know, uh, these snakes are declining quickly. Yeah, they and are. we're trying to find out what's going on. So, um, if you should see one of these snakes, we do want you to contact us, and you know you could call a regional office or right. depending on where you're at. But uh, Jesse and Mallory are both actively looking for these snakes.
2: Yeah, and it's a beautiful snake. They are, it's yeah, very large, and people probably They're are one of our, oh, and he's pretty Tennessee. upset
1: because he's already
2: yeah, yeah. So, so
0: you know the pine snake. This is <laughs> this is, yeah. hey, you can smell them actually. I can smell yeah. him. <laughs> So this is uh, Pithecopus melanolousis. This is a northern pine snake, and you can actually see here if you look on my wrist. Yep. You can see the musk right there, yep. oh, and that's wow. something that a lot, or really every snake for the most part, is going to do mm-hmm. if you bother them too much. Is they'll musk on you, and it's a foul-smelling odor. It's basically a way to keep them, uh, you know, smelling in in a non-appetizing manner to predators, right? So okay. you know that's what this guy's doing to me right now. Now the pine snake, like y'all said, this is a threatened species in Tennessee. They're extremely hard to find. I've been hoping to find one of these for many years, and still have not run across one. Uh, now, they're mostly going to spend their life underground. Yep. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And that is one reason why you don't see many yeah,
0: of them. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and you'll see with a lot of different species, and this doesn't just go for snakes. You know, this goes for tons of other animals that it's hard to tell a lot of the times whether an animal is truly. Rare in numbers or if it's just really secretive mm. and that's one of the things that you know Jesse Ekers, for example yep. is trying to figure out with these guys is are they actually truly rare or is it just that they're always underground and we can't exactly see them yeah but uh, they have been noticed to be a habitat specialist for the most part uh, they like to live in places like pine savannas that have you know decent uh, shelter wood throughout the open areas and they don't live all throughout Tennessee, actually. You know, there are certain regions, especially far west Tennessee, where these snakes are not known to occur. So, so it's that, you more of
1: like a pocket, you almost want yeah, to think of yeah, it a there's, area. Yeah, there are
0: certain ecological regions where this species is known to be a little bit more common. So, you know, if you go out onto the Highland Rim around, like, uh, Land Between the Lakes, for example, uh, they are known to be, I hesitate to say common, <laughs> but, you know, they're known from that area as well as further east. But uh, but yeah, that's why you know people like Jesse Eaker going and uh, Eker's going out and doing work with these is so important because yes. mm-hmm. we uh, we know very very little about species like this as well as many others like the pygmy rattlesnakes and everything like that. But some other things about the pine snake that's really really interesting. Uh, they will give themselves away sometimes as a pine snake if you you know uh, scare them enough, which obviously I don't <laughs> I don't encourage people to do. Right. But sometimes you know you might accidentally walk up on one and spook one. And one good way, uh, in some cases, to tell if it's a pine snake is their defensive strategies. So what they can do is they'll actually, if they're scared, they'll coil up into a ball, which obviously I can't really show it as accurately yeah. He's as he could. Yeah, yeah, you know, so uh, they'll coil up into a, a ball. And what they'll do is they'll raise their body up just a little bit and they'll open their mouth up. And all snakes have this thing called an epiglottis where they stick it out to breathe while they're eating a big meal that they, um, you know, can't you know, it helps them breathe while they're eating. Right, okay. So these guys, they actually have a flap of skin in front of their epiglottis that they blow air onto, and they'll open their mouth, and they'll just blow air onto this flap, and it makes this really loud hissing sound. So that's one way that you can actually, you know, if you're not as privy to identifying snakes visually, you can actually tell a little bit easier. Mm. Uh, There's really only one other snake in Tennessee that'll hiss, and that's the hognose snake. So if you got one doing that, it's either this guy or a hognose. So... That's one way that you can kind of tell that it's a pine snake. Also, they're really large size. Yes. You, know, you yeah. can just see how long this snake is. Uh, they're arguably, you know, some people are, are arguing whether this is the new longest species in Tennessee. Um, but uh, for the longest time, that's been the rat snake. So, but yeah, they're amazing, amazing snakes.
2: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's yeah, beautiful. Snake's shiny. I, I think it's just
0: crazy. Absolutely. And they also have, on the very, very tip, they like to live in areas that have really loose substrates. And one of their adaptations that helps them with that is if you look on the very tip of their snout on their rostral scale, that's the scale that's on the very, very tip of their snout, they're actually, their rostral scale is enlarged, and it's also a little bit more keratinized. It's harder. So that helps them sift through rodent burrows and that loose, sandy soil that they typically like to live in. Cool. So that's one of the reasons that they're so well-suited for fossorial life, you know, living underground. So... That's another thing that you can look for if you're confused as to which snake you've got.
2: And we talked about fangs earlier, yeah, and yeah. teeth. So the the pine snake has teeth, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So they've got what's known as a glyphis teeth, and basically, what that is is essentially it's just teeth that they use for securing prey. And with snakes, you know, they've all got teeth, and they can have over a hundred teeth sometimes. You know, they have a lot of teeth in their mouth. So any of the venomous or well, well even the venomous snakes they don't just have fangs they'll they also have, have yeah, they also have teeth as well. Right. Now with these guys and with you know any other snake they're actually going to be recurved backwards. So
1: they're angled so they
0: Yep. Yep. So think about it you know if you've got a, a vole that this guy is trying to eat and yeah. it's trying to get out oh, it's icky. a little yeah it's a little yeah. harder for him to do that. work it back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. It's almost like velcro almost. You know, it's hard for them to get back out. But, uh, and they're very, very sharp. You know, they're not like our, our molars where we chew things. They don't exactly chew. They kind of undulate their jaws back and forth because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have hands. They can't use mm-hmm. a fork and knife like we can. Yeah. Right? So, oh, really? So yeah, yeah, I know. So right.
1: they're, yeah, they're <laughs> Y'all
0: learned that today. They're,
1: yeah. They're <laughs> unhinging their jaws. Right. So yeah, right Yes. Yeah, so they, they have yeah.
0: very, very elastic jaws that they're able to, you know, kind of scoot the animal in. But that's what they use for that is they yeah. use those agliphous teeth that are, you
2: know, recurved backwards and it helps push it back for them. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So, it's snakes are fascinating. They are. This is cool information to learn here today that, that you don't need to be afraid of.
0: No. Of Absolutely those. not. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you just, uh, I always tell people that the word is not fear, it's respect. If you yes. just give a snake respect. It will respect you back. Mm-hmm. Even cotton mouths. And you don't have <laughs> Even to... Even they are a big, infamous And please, yeah. you know, don't <laughs> kill them. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's really... And also, you know, I will say this about killing snakes. It's not only illegal, but, you know, there, I, I would say that the practical reasons for not killing snakes is that you're putting yourself closer to that animal than you normally would yeah. be. Yeah. So a lot of people get bit while they're trying to kill snakes, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, you know, you don't want to kill them because they do a lot of really good things they for do. us, like They have a huge earlier. role
1: in our ecosystem. Absolutely.
0: And I'll also add that, you know, we talk about rodent predation a lot, which is true. That's absolutely true. But, you know, they fit a much, much wider biological role than just rodent yep. control. You know, you get snakes eating all kinds of different things. You know, you'll have them eating, you know, like if it, in the case of a rough green snake, they're insectivores for the most mm-hmm. part. Uh, they, you know, they'll mostly just eat insects. Uh, you get snakes that specialize in eating aquatic salamanders like the mud snake you know you get other snakes that just eat toads and things like that so you know they they fit a very very wide biological niche that um, you know is encompassed throughout all their different species so we absolutely need snakes yep. absolutely cool. so
1: i know we're talking about snakes but well, let's get a couple other yeah yeah sure of course before we yeah, well, yeah if we yeah we want some people to say we're going to pass
0: Mr. John, John Pard gonna and get help us. the the poop all over you too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's sharing today.
0: He is sharing's caring, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's take a look at some turtles here. So first off, we'll start with a very special one. And this is actually our state reptile. Mm. So this fella, this cute little guy right here, is what's known as an eastern box turtle, Terrapin, Carolina, and this guy, i say guy cuz this is actually yes, a male. It is. And the way that you can tell that there's multiple ways, but the main way that i do it is if you ever see one of these and you look up underneath their their plastron is what that's called and the bottom is the plastron, the top is the carapace. So if you look on the plastron, if this is a male turtle what you're going to notice is it's concave. Mhm. If it's a female it's going to be more flat. And you know, that that helps them mate with the females while they're in, in, engaging in courtship. So that's a big way that you can get the the Yeah, we just, had some, we just had some turtle action on. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. we just had some yeah. turtle action on.
2: Lance's Ventures. Check out our website. Oh, yeah. Check yeah. No, like. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, this is actually our state reptile. You know, we have a state everything pretty yeah. much. We've mm-hmm. got a state bird, state mammal, all that good stuff. And this is our state reptile. It's also North Carolina's state reptile, too. So I don't know who stole's, stole whose state <laughs> <laughs> reptile, but, you know. But They're I'm not, common in both. And I'm yeah, a, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to bring
1: something up because last week was World turtle day it was. So um i do want to say you know one thing we're seeing is a population decline is but and it's due to road kills because, exactly uh, you know slow down mm. don't run over a turtle yep. people actually do swerve for them and i do not understand what is wrong oh, with you no. yeah it, if you would swerve and kill a turtle but i've yeah, seen people i've do seen it.
0: people do it too yeah tur- turtles typically get a little bit more of a pass uh, when compared to snakes. Yes, they do. But People not, will yeah. literally lock their brakes to or, run over yeah. a snake sometimes. But, you know, turtles typically are a little bit more uh, forgiven. And
1: <laughs> Yeah, so. and I also want to mention, do not take these out of the wild. That's yeah, another absolutely, reason why yeah. we're seeing population decline mm-hmm. is pet trades. And it is illegal to take them out of the wild. Right. So absolutely, Do not yeah. take them out of the wild.
0: Yeah, no, they, they've got a really important place here. And, and
1: don't move them. I I used to know somebody that would drive around after rains and pick them up and collect them and take them somewhere else. Don't do that. They have a very small home home range range, and that you've just totally messed up everything. Uh, They're confused and they're trying, you know, they don't know what's going on. So don't, if you're going to move one out of the road, put it on the other side, safely out of the way and do not, you know, be careful, watch for cars because, you know, you you don't want to save
0: the turtle and then not save yourself. Right, right. (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) Yeah. No. I mean, yeah, but like, like you said, like from the time that they're born, they have an extremely specific home yes. range. So you know, I will hear, and it's the same goes with snakes and many other different wild animals. Is you know, they they know where to go from the time they instinctually know from the time they're you know born where to go. So that's yeah, like you said, that's why you don't want to take these. I'll always have people come and say that, oh, you know, I found a turtle yeah. in my backyard, so I took it to the pond. Yeah. Right. You know, a couple of neighborhoods and, and down. And don't like, put well, these in you know. the water. No, don't. So yeah. yeah so about the box turtle, this is a terrestrial species, <laughs> right? So you're not going to see them swimming in the water very much. Yeah, I have
1: uh, actually. I have too. It, but it's very, it's very, very, very uncommon. seldom, yeah. and Usually, it's in yeah.
0: really shallow water. Yeah. Mm. I've seen. The, I actually found one recently that was crawling through a little puddle, and that was kind of funny. I was like, yeah. oh. You're not usually supposed to be there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so yeah, you're not going to usually see these guys out swimming. Well, pretty much never. You're going to see them swimming with their heads poking up like a red-eared slider or a river cooter or something like that. This is a woodland species. And you can kind of see with the pattern and coloration that they have on their carapace here, that helps them blend into, you know, dead, rotting leaves, things like that. You know, it's a really good adaptation for them to not be seen when they're traveling through the woods. And so
1: in, in a comparison, let's get one of our aquatic turtles. Yeah,
0: Here. yeah, of course. Yeah. So so one thing I do want to point out with him before we get our aquatic turtles out is look at his feet. I'm sure camera can take that and get a look at it. With his feet in between his little claws there, which are so adorable, uh, you can notice that he does not have any webbing in between his fingers, right? Yep. He doesn't need it because he's not an aquatic turtle. But if we look at some of our other species of turtles.
2: And one thing I want to point out while you're swapping. Yeah. Uh, the box—it's a box turtle, right? Because right, because it closes up like a box, box right? Absolutely, yes. yeah. yeah. So
0: they have a hinge, and you know, I can actually illustrate that with this species as well. So let's look, a look let's take a look at this guy. So if I get him to come out a little bit, they actually they do have more webbing. So this species is a mud turtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an eastern mud turtle. So they are interesting. They're uh, to me they're about like a mixture between you know, like a red-eared slider and a box turtle. Mm They kind of have a, they're like an underwater box turtle. And you can see the webbing here. The reason I say that is because what you primarily see these turtles doing is they're actually crawling along the bottom of the water body they live in. So they're not going to be, not usually are going to be up on logs or sticking their heads up out of the water like you would see with a red-eared slider or something like that. Um, So they're actually crawling along the bottom. and But yeah, if we can get him to stick his little hands out there... Again, he may or may not do it. That's you know. all right, yeah, I'm not, i'm I'm paying you extra for this, dude. Come on. <laughs> no, but but uh, yeah, so th- the reason i I was uh, saying that you know, I could illustrate the the hinge with this guy as well is because they actually have two hinges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The really? box okay. turtle's not the only one that has hinges. This species of turtle actually has two hinges. He's got one right there and one right there. Now they can't close up as effectively as a box turtle can. But they still can a little bit, so you know, if I get the angle right, you can actually see I I can move oh, yeah. the top mm-hmm. portion of his plastron there as well as the bottom half. So they do have some mobility, not as much as a you know a box turtle can, but yeah, they do they do have some mobility there. Very cool. All
1: right, let's get the big guy out.
0: Oh, we want to get the big guy out. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're uh, we're
2: going to run out of time, so let's get the big guy. Out.
0: All right, let's get the big guy out. So we've mostly been looking at small turtles. I also add that mud turtle. That's as big as they get. A lot of people oh, yeah. think they're babies, but adult size mud turtles get to be about that big but this next one that we're going to get out uh, obviously is not that way that it can get quite a bit larger and a lot heavier too so this is a common snapping turtle hopefully he doesn't uh think that cord looks now we do
1: have the alligator snapper (laughs) yes we have the common snapping turtle in tennessee and more mostly people are seeing this one
0: Mostly, yeah. Yes. So, you know, I'll get... Uh, and so here's here's one of the big things that I will recommend to anyone. Take pictures. Yes. Take pictures. That's yes. very, very And important.
1: this is another one that Jesse is looking yeah. for. Yeah. So it's a, another one of those species that if you do see the alligator, I need to go ahead and specify the alligator snapping right. turtle is right. what Jesse is looking for. Right. But that's where we ask for those pictures. Exactly.
0: Because
1: we, y'all can ID them as soon as you see. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and then one of the big things is, you know, I'll hear... A lot of people say they swear up and down, you know, oh, I got a, I got a, an alligator snapping turtle living in my a cattle a, yeah, pond, which, you know, usually they're yeah. not going to be in those places. Yeah. So that was, you know, that's always my first, you know, kind of tip. Like, oh, eh, was it really an alligator snapper? And then they show me a picture. But and this one, it's one,
1: and these. tell them why it's this is a... Yeah,
0: so, you know, the way that you tell the difference, if you'll let go of the grate there, no. pal. No. <laughs> He's like, no! <laughs> so the way that you tell the difference, there's a few ways. If you look on the carapace here... On the common snapping turtle, I like to compare it to something like a dinner plate. Oh, yeah. And the reason I say that is because it's more smooth. It's it's more flat. Right? And you can see he's opening his mouth right there. He's like, oh, you're running out of time, dude. <laughs> but uh, with the alligator snapping turtle, it's a little different. They actually have what I like to refer to as mountain slopes. They have three big distinct mountain slopes going okay. up and yeah, down their carapace. That. And it's very easy to, to, you know, to point out whenever you see one. But the other thing and this is actually good that he's opening his mouth for this is that he's is is, gasping for air here but yeah no uh, with their head uh, the, the head of a common snapping turtle is a lot smaller than mm-hmm. that of a, an alligator snapping turtle and what you'll notice is that they've got a, a, a much less pronounced beak than the alligator snapping yes. turtle does those are some ways that you can yourself in the right direction when you see one of these guys
1: and we are in a uh, restoration project with these and we have been raising these and turning them loose uh, back in west tennessee so uh, not the common but i'm talking about the alligator let me specify again let me clarify but that is one thing we are doing as an agency
0: yeah yeah that's fantastic and we need work like that done especially like for the you know the alligator snappers.
1: And if you're interested in the alligator snapping turtle, we did a whole podcast yeah, yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah,
2: Angie, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, y'all sure did enough. an entire yeah.
2: podcast episode on there that. There are 300 400 340 plus episodes out there. Yeah. Yeah, go so, check it so, out. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean so yeah, go <laughs> Google it and you can find that one.
2: Yep, yep. Well, Eric, we appreciate it, buddy. Yeah,
0: well, hey, well, thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. You know, this is. Oh, hey, oh he's getting snappy. This is really important <laughs> stuff, you know, getting this stuff out to the public, you know, teaching people. So, y'all do a great job of that. So, well, thank thanks, you. For b- well,
2: thanks for having me. Well, thanks for uh,
1: talking to us, man. Of course, today.
2: always happy to. Thanks for bringing all your friends. <laughs> oh, well, you know, thank them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's been great. Uh, I hope folks who have watched or uh, listened today, go. if you've been listening, go watch. And I hope y'all have enjoyed the show. Uh, Amy, thank you for helping again. Uh, Eric, thank you again. Yeah. Uh, keep coming back this is Tennessee Wildcast if you like what you're seeing there's more of this out there so go find us tnwildlife.org is our website and then find us on our social media channels and go listen to the podcast subscribe and like us and uh, this is uh, Tennessee Wildcast we'll be back to Discovery Park soon and thank you all for tuning in All right. thanks for tuning in stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you
1: then.